money talks. I'm deep. I'm, you know, just telling you. Here comes the money. In many ways. <laughs> Uh, yep, that's uh, Guy Adami music. Hello, Guy. Hello, Bill. Yeah, we. Uh, you know, it's getting better and better introducing you. You know that. Well, I mean, it should get better. It's like it's like your California wines. They should uh, age nicely, like from Stag's Leap or something. Uh, it, precisely. Uh, although I'm not a wine drinker, so... Um, oh, the so only, it means yeah, nothing to you. Yeah, I, I know Ripple. Uh, and, a great Grateful Dead song. Uh, yeah, and I should know that, too. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously Guy Adami time, uh, Moolah Monday. All right, I want to start with uh, something that was stunning for me, absolutely stunning, especially in the aftermath. And that had to do with uh, this uh, Chinese telecom equipment company, ZTE, mm-hmm. that had uh, just was being nailed by uh, penalties uh, to, to, for violating U.S. sanctions. And so, okay, you violate sanctions. It's a huge um, provider of telecom equipment in the United States. And uh, they screwed the uh, the sanctions or they screwed up and uh, violated our laws, our policy. We threw sanctions at them and they kept on violating. And so uh, no question about it. Then the president comes back during the course of the negotiations with China and undoes all of that. Uh, with uh, ZTE helps them survive and actually tweets too many jobs in China lost. <laughs> Why didn't this blow up after America first and all we care about is American jobs and we're now changing U.S. policy to help Chinese jobs? And, and not only the companies told their employees not to buy products made by this company, they're a national security risk. I mean, to your point, everything you just spoke to, and then the president backs, you know, back, well, backs down, basically says Chinese are losing jobs, need to help. And the short answer is, again, he favors himself, fashions himself, the great negotiator of all time, art of the deal. And maybe in order to get the, the Chinese um, deal that he wants in terms of fair trade, he needed to sacrifice this. And maybe there's something in the works where we can continue to monitor these folks. And he felt this was a reasonable trade-off if, in fact, we're going to whittle down our basically trade imbalance with China. That, to me, is the read-through. Okay. Now, whether it's, it, whether, it's, whether it's good or not, I can't speak to it. But that's the way I read this yeah. whole thing. And I don't disagree. There may be something in the background uh, where they are talking about this trade, uh, the imbalance, although I have no idea how we're going to overcome that because I was reading effectively the Chinese buy soybeans and Boeing airplanes from us. That's and that's it. And that's basically it. And we buy everything from them. So I don't know how you undo a trade balance under those circumstances. But just, uh, and I just want your opinion on this, because uh, I we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But just him saying too many Chinese jobs have been lost, how does that not blow up? It was shocking. I, when I saw that, I'm like, wait, did, did somebody hack his Twitter account? I thought that was a joke. At, I thought it was one of those Fugazi President Trump accounts where it looks like it, but it's not. I, I've... I really have no idea, but I think to answer your question, maybe the populace feels, you know, he's been here now 15, 16 months, give or take, and they feel that his body of work lends itself to giving him the benefit of the doubt on this. And they're saying, you know what, 
if the president feels he's got to trade this for the greater good, then maybe it's okay. When I saw it, I was dumbfounded, as were you. But nobody seems. It's what's amazing is Bill. Nobody really seems to care. It wasn't even. It barely made the. It made the headlines, but nobody really dwelled on that. It was remarkable to me. Mm. All right, uh, the China trade, uh, in terms of uh, the sanctions, the tariffs, none of that has really happened yet, has it? No, and Steve Mnuchin just came out and said effectively they're putting 150 billion dollars ish worth of tariffs on hold. Um, they're abandoning. I mean, the, the language I saw is we're going to abandon the trade war, the tariffs. Uh, you know, we'll see. I, the rhetoric goes back and forth. You know, Mnuchin says one thing, Kudlow says something else, the president says something else. They, there does not seem to be a common voice, but maybe that's their game plan. You know, maybe it's you know a lot of head fakes and a lot of misdirection to get the, their ultimate goal. Again, I can't speak to it, but clearly. In my world, the market likes it because as we speak now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is up some 300 points. And, you know, the market's taking that as sort of an all-clear sign until I would imagine the next sort of bogey out there is this North Korean summit, if it happens, and if, you know, what are the what are the – what happens if, in fact, it does happen? Do people get up and walk away from the table? Is there some accord? Is there more acrimony? I think that's the next um, hurdle for the marketplace. And I think that comes, if I'm not mistaken, in a few weeks. Yeah, June 12th. All right. Uh, let me stick you on hold. I want to come back and talk about student loans mm. uh, and big, big news about that, which actually turns out to be pretty small news. But it, the philosophy part of it is fascinating. We'll be right back with uh, Guy Adami and Mula Monday. My financial bro. There was no sincerity in that. Give me some money. Give me some money. All right, KFI handle here. Uh, good morning on a Monday. Uh, we'll be covering more big story about the Santa Fe shooting, uh, the aftermath, uh, and uh, we've got uh, the Mueller investigation, some news on that one coming up. And then, of course, the North Korea meeting also. We'll talk about that at 9 o'clock. In the meantime, back we go to Guy Adami with Mula Monday. So, Guy, uh, a quick word about student loans. And I was just reading that some companies, very few at this point, but it looks like this may become a trend, are offering to pay some of the student loan offs to employee. Uh, some of the student loans, yeah, pay off student loans. Yeah. Oh, it is huge. It's, uh, I thought it was only on its way to becoming big, but it's already big. It's well. It's it's on its way. I, I, my point is the fact that they're considering this, and some companies are actually doing this, is huge. Seventy percent of students uh, graduates have student loan debt. I think the average is I don't know fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, maybe a little bit more. But quite frankly, I think most people have a whole lot more. And if you can help in some way, you know, if a company pays a hundred dollars a month towards your student loan. Uh, you know, that could cut years, literally years off the duration of that loan. So it's a windfall for these kids. And, you know, the statistics I've seen, you probably saw them as well. Students are saying this is almost as important as 401k contributions, and I would agree. All right. Uh, but what it is is a $100, $150 a month raise. Already, Effectively. Yeah, already people are getting a lot more money who are coming into companies uh, because unemployment is so low, and then the standards are pretty high in terms of technical skills needed. Uh, and so they're getting good money. They're getting good benefits. 
And uh, now it's uh, just another perk, isn't it? It's effectively it's another perk. I mean, that's one way to look at it. But, you know, you could say the tightening job market, you know, as competition for these employees gets tighter, you have, to, you have to incentivize them with something. So maybe that's just one way to sort of couch this. You're right. Effectively, all it is is really a raise. But if you could say, you know, if you could couch it as, hey, we're going to not only we're going to pay you X, but we're also going to help you. Uh, each month pay back your student loan, I think that becomes very attractive. And remember, 70% of this economy here in the United States is driven by the consumer. And if these young people don't have money to spend, it's going to be, could potentially be a huge drag on GDP. So this, to me, makes a lot of sense, no matter what you say, raise, uh, help, aid, whatever adjective you want to throw in there. I think this is a really important thing, and it just – it doesn't solve the problem. I mean, education is still ridiculously too expensive, um, but it helps alleviate some of the symptoms, right. I guess. Uh, you graduated high school, didn't you? Uh, barely. Okay, just asking. Yeah. Hey, one of the things... Exactly, well said. Uh, continuation school? It was one of those at-night things. I did it, um, you know, from the from the quiet of my car because I Excellent. my parents kicked me out. I had a tough childhood. Yeah, it just sounds like it, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, real quickly on a stat that uh, we both know, and that is student loans uh, at this point, outstanding loans are what one point five, one point four trillion or something. Yeah, that is a that's and a half dollars. Yeah, that's twenty five. Per- yeah, that's twenty five percent of the entire budget of the United States. How is that sustainable? It's and unsustainable. And how much of that is not paid in terms of the default rate? That, I don't know what I should know what the default rate is. I don't. But what I will tell you is. It's unsustainable, but they're not making any more Stanford's anymore. They're not making any more MIT's anymore, and they're not making any more of the University of Phoenix's anymore. And it just becomes a supply-demand thing. So if Bill Handel's not going to pay seventy grand to go to one of these schools, guess what? Somebody else is. And I don't know how you stop that because um, it's just basically economics. But to your point... This, this can't continue on. The trajectory of this loan rate and this debt cannot go on. I think this and auto loan numbers are going to be the next real bugaboo for the economy. Nobody wants to talk about it except you and I, but a lot of people are going to be talking about it uh, quite soon. Yeah, I, here's one of the, uh, the points I want to make, and uh, President Clinton said this, uh, President uh, Bush said this, is that everybody in America should have access to a college education. And since so few people can afford it, we're talking about going to crap schools, too. Your Stanford's, your Harvard's, uh, as you said, uh, the Ivies, people get jobs going out of that. That's not a problem. Uh, and so that's never an issue. But the rest of the schools where, you know, the jobs are not really tremendous coming out, especially if the economy goes the other way. Right. Uh, how, how do you sustain a philosophy that everybody deserves to go to college? Well, we well. That, this is a much, as you know, this is a much longer conversation. And quite frankly, I think everybody deserves to go, or everybody has the right to go. But I don't think it means everybody should go. I think there, there are a lot of great opportunities for kids in vocational schools. You know, we've gotten away from just trades. There's nothing wrong with having a trade. You know, a lot of these people will go to school and they'll come out. They'll be saddled with debt, and they have no future in terms of you know job. Uh, job offers and stuff, that's really a problem. So 
I think we've, as a society, we've seduced people into thinking they have to go to these schools, otherwise they're not going to amount to anything in life, when quite frankly, um, we built generations of people who don't have college degrees, but have vocational jobs, and they did extraordinarily well yeah. for themselves oh, and for sure. beautiful families. Hey, when you went to high school, did they have shop classes? Hell yeah, they did. So, I mean, me too. I remember taking wood shop. You can always tell the wood shop teacher because he was always missing three fingers. Always. You know, it's funny. It's, funny. it's, it's not funny you say that. It's actually true. My I know. guy was missing a thumb, which makes it's a problem if you're a shop teacher. But yeah. yeah a thumb. I mean, how do you hitchhike? Well, he got, you know, I, I, sh- I should say a portion of his thumb, you know, right below, right above the knuckle. But, but you know, it's painful nonetheless. I think he got it caught in one of those band saws. Yeah, I, it's crazy. All right, Guy, thank you. Thank uh, you. Always a pleasure. We'll talk again next week.